podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Affiliates Weird Podcast in what is the week that is leading up to the 12th of July. Culture. Fuck fast. Tenants. Fuck her. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Fucking King Billy in the Wall, you bastard. Yeah, major shout out to people if that's what they're into. Fair play again. As a lot of you listeners know, I'm a bisexual. My mum, Catholic, my dad, Protestant. I'm just boom. This middle guy, arms open to the world, respect. If you want to have a good time, have good fun. Me personally, on the 11th, normally I just avoid it. Normally I just get myself in, you know, batten down the hatches, keep out of trouble. Because, you know, effectively a big woos. You know, I'm afraid of um, there being people out in the streets. I'm. I'm afraid that they're being fires, being dangerous, people drinking alcohol, um, causing trouble, and then possibly hurting me, you know, smacking me in my wee face if I'm out. So I just come in, batten down the hatches, and, and, and chill out. But hey, this year your boy has to go out. I have to go out on the 11th night. I have to get right in amongst it all this year. You know, I have to be right in the centre of it. You know why? Because I'm playing the lamb bag. No, I'm not. I'm actually making a video to do with, with bonfires and beacons. So hey, it's going to be an exciting time. But hey, normally when I'd just be in my house, just getting that sleep, I'm going to just be out in the middle of it, like flipping. One of the last, like, to be fair, having a great time, because this song is fucking mint. You know, but that's what it's going to be this year. I'm going to be out and be at it. So hey, if you guys are out celebrating, you know, enjoy yourselves. If you're, say... Someone who does like, like, I don't identify with that, I don't like it, it's, it's offensive to me. Fair play, do whatever you just want to do and enjoy yourself. Just guys, be safe. You know, be safe, be sensible. Do you know what I mean? It's a tough one to, tough one to explain to some sides of the community. You're like, hey, who would want to go out into the, into the community and mingle with other people? You know, hey, I understand that is difficult. But, you know, some people like to do that. You know, some people say it's the best night of the year. I've heard guys say, it's better than Christmas. Now, I love Christmas. I've never really done the 12th that much, or the 11th night, sorry, should I say, so I don't really know if it's better than Christmas. I'll find out this year, but you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, you know what I mean? I'm looking forward to seeing um, what it's going to be like. Make, looking forward to making my wee video, you know? So, um, you know, that should be pretty good. Again, for those of you who don't experience it on that side, you know, what's it like? Again, probably check out Ross Kemp's Real Worlds, or whatever it is, the show he called. I think it's real world, Ross Kemp. Anyway, long story short, he headed out in the middle of it. You know, he's in the middle of like Afghanistan. He's in the middle of Iraq. He's in the middle of war zone, zones like Somalia. And even still now, because he's not from Northern Ireland, he thinks Northern Ireland's still a dangerous, terrible war zone. So over he comes, probably a week before the 11th. So we're probably talking, hmm, I don't know. Seven, the three, the fourth of July, maybe celebrating America. Oh, sing can you see? This is Creed, by the way. By the dawn's early light, I don't know the rest of the world, but my dreams are still. Yeah, so he's probably out on the 4th of July interviewing some people in Belfast. He heads out to a bonfire site, you know, being set up. A few lads there, probably about 12. Why aren't you at school, guys? I don't know. Fair play. He's out and he's interviewing them. Classic Ross Kemp style. Walks up to this kid. 
So, tell me what exactly it is that you do. And the kid's like, fuck, man. What's it look like? I do your body deck hair. And he's like, huh, very funny. What's your job? The kid's like, mate, I just fucking stand here, make sure, you know, those fucking wee bastards and all from on the on side don't come over, or actually our home bastards from our side estate, because they fucking try to burn our shit too, come over and set fire to our pals. I fucking stand here and make sure no fucking bastard, no bastard sets fire to my pallets. And then Ross goes, and then, whenever you've finished guarding your pellets, what do you do? What do you fucking think of? Do you set it on fire, Ross, you fucking stupid? <clears throat> He's like, that sounds like a bit of a, a, bit of a uh, contradiction. And the kid's like, Ross, mate, I'll tell you what you do. If you're not going to go to the office for me, get me a fucking bottle of Goldschlager and some fucking Regal filters. I'll tell you what you can do, mate. Fuck off. And he said, like, here, correct. Stick a fucking beats back on. Do it on, chum. And it starts fucking right into it. Fuck off, Ross, mate. That's explained in a heartbeat. But yeah, guys, good start. Welcome to the podcast. It's recorded on a Friday night. I'm buzz. I'm fucking buzzing. No, I'm not really. Um, I'm just I'm just getting it out of me. Good and early because uh, I got the weekend ahead of me. But yeah, I'm coming in strong. I've got my coffee. Um, I say coffee. Hold on a second. I'm going to need both my my arms. I'm going to need both my arms and a stretch to get a drink of it here. Mm. I've got that big cup on board. I've got that Sports Direct. You know Sports Direct are coming in with the buckets. You know, there ain't no messing about whenever you're coming in with that Sports Direct cup. It's maximum impact. You know, I drink that, I only need to sleep. In fact, what day is it here? It's the 5th of July, I'll be awake on the 13th. You know what I mean? Fuck, I have so much coffee. I'll be amped up, my heart's just going... My heart's actually going like one of the bands. You know, it's my, my ticker, and unfortunately it'll go from being just like a regular snare drum to being like a, a big fucking lap egg. Gonna wake up in the morning and I come down, boom. Fucking irregular beat, you know. But hopefully, I hang in there, and I'm still, I'm still doing all right because I am buzzing right now. I haven't had two sips of that, and I'm, that that start was definitely high octane. You know, definitely. I don't know why I'm talking that voice. Still doing that wee character. But yeah, I'm feeling good. It's Friday. A lot of people are very surprised that I'm dropping my podcast on a Friday. You know, say dropping, recording, it always comes out on Monday. People are often behind and um, their computer screens, their phones are like. You'll never, you know, it's like my mum, you'll never, you, or my wife, in fact, the two people who are always at me, my ma and my wife, and the baby used to be behind the screen, well, I'll ask my question on Saturday, because there's a fat chance of you recording this on a Friday, but hey, guess what, guess what, baby, the old chance, it has come, and I'm doing it on a Friday, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great, you know, albeit I probably would have to squeeze it in super late on Sunday, because I've got lots of stuff on this weekend, but I mean, you know, that's what it is. I'm going to use my Saturday night. I have a Saturday night that I am buzzing for. Why am I doing something with my wife? Nope. Am I doing something with my mates? Nope. Am I doing something with my daughter? Nope. Just doing something with myself. <laughs> Just finally, peace. My my wife Catherine heading down to Dublin at like one o'clock to see Westlife. I don't think Westlife starts till like nine. So she's going to be lit to the tits. Particularly, I would say, that night. You know, whenever they're singing, you raise me up, she'll probably be passed out in need of being lifted up by stewards and evacuated from the arena because she will be a state if she drinks from one o'clock. But yeah, I'm spending the night 
by myself and you know what am I going to do? Um, watch TV, Jack, who knows, but probably not, but probably, but also I'm going to be watching my old dad show back because it's time to do my study, you know what I mean? Because if any guys who are true weirdos would know that I'm doing my show dad at the black box on the 20th of july and guess what the tickets are nearly all sold out guys there's only a few left there's like 20 tickets left so if you want to come and you want to see the show hey you know if you want to come and see the show if you want to come and see the show you know if you buy a ticket probably suck you off you know by all means do that you know what i mean it'd be good to get sold out soon so i can just relax you know just focus on what's going in the show rather than plugging it you know because i hate all that kind of shit but no i'm excited about that i've got the gear for it, you know, the heroin, got myself ready to just, you know, burn up that spoon and just get pumped up and stick that in my veins after the show. Only joking, I'm not a drug guy, um, I'm a gear, I mean my outfit. Because if you listen to previous podcasts, you know I was not happy with my previous outfit when I last did this show. I wore a stupid short sleeve white shirt, a pair of stupid white trainers. I looked like a nerd virgin computer dick. And I mean, that's not me, you know. Uh, 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 that's not me. Mm, 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 that's not me. I'm a very I'm a swag guy. Do you know what I mean? I'm swag, you know. I'm swaggy Thatcher. So I got the gear to just you know make myself look tidy. So I'm excited about it. I feel the show's shaping up really nicely. Um, I've probably cut oh, over half of what I did in the previous show. So if you went to the last show and you're like, ah, maybe just come again. You know, come again. I don't know what that song was. I was going to say, come on high. But that's the wrong words. It's God on high. You know what I mean? So I've totally, you know, uh, fucking embarrassed myself there. So, yeah, um, just come along. That should be really lovely and nice, um, you know. And I'd love it if you came. I'm going for uh, pints afterwards, for sure. There's a lot of uh, um, my friends who weirdly aren't coming to the show, but just are going to meet me for pints afterwards. Kind of sly, but I mean... I get it, you know, there's only so much of me you can take in the night, so fair play, come to the show and then don't come for pints, because, I mean, you know, you'd be sickened, you know, you know, too much of a good thing, although it's wonderful, it doesn't apply to, to me, I'm, I literally, too much of me, I'm like a black mambo's venom, you know, too much of me, and you'll, in fact, any of me, and you'll die, really, because I think that's the impact of a black mambo snake. Now, I mean, if I had a son that said that last week, the joke would have worked. It could have been like a little bit, it would have. But this week, I'm now more knowledgeable, you know, about the black mambo snakes. But before I get into that, I'm just going to plug real quick the other gigs that I've got coming up. On the 18th of July, for my Spanish listeners, I am in Pug Uglies. Pug Uglies Comedy Club is back once this month. It's back once next month. It's back once in September. So make sure you get there this month. I've got um, one of my good friends in the, the scene on board, Rory Woods, and I've got my, my best friend on scene on the scene, uh, Kev McAleer, because we gig together, as you know, at the Crescent Arts Centre. Had a real bond. You know, sometimes you kick off with people and you just be like, this guy. Like, if I'd have met this guy maybe three years ago, probably would have would have would have married him you know obviously not here but i was going to say he could be my best man at my wedding probably he could you know what i mean if if i ever i get married again i would imagine i would ask kevin to be my my best man you know um because i feel like we we have that that bond you know like we, we have something that, that that i don't have with anyone else it's getting weird um also i said i was doing rory woods show opening for him in straban at the alley theater uh i was very much looking forward to going to see 
his show, um, Panic Room, which he's doing in the alley. Sadly, I'm a stupid prick and forgot that I'm going to the Open on the Friday, so I will be um, golfed out and probably passed out on Stout. So unfortunately, I'll not be opening for Woodsy in Straban at the alley. Um, you know, if you were going to go and see that show because of me, you know, sort your life out because it's going to be a class show. Woodsy's brilliant. And he's got um, Mark McCartney opening for him now, who is also great. So, I mean, you won't be missing me. You know, obviously you'll miss me a bit because I'm class. But, you know, obviously at the same time, what you can do is just travel from Straban to the Black Box on the 20th of July. Bob's your uncle. Fangito is your aunt. And don't worry about it. But anyway, back to the Black Mambo Snake, yeah. Didn't have much knowledge about Black Mambos, didn't have much knowledge really about venomous snakes at all, especially venomous snakes from the region uh, known as Africa, the continent if you will, because I mean to call it a region would be to be selling it short by what it is. It is a large continent. Is it the largest continent in the world? I don't know. It could potentially be, you know, and imagine it's definitely, definitely up there. You know, could South America be bigger? Could North America? Maybe. It's between the three of them, I'd say. Um, obviously Europe sort of emerges um, as, as, as the smallest, I would say, out of all the, the, the continents. Because, again, if you're looking at it as a landmass, it kind of drips into Asia, you know, so it, I imagine that sort of takes a bit. But hey, I'm going to say Africa's the biggest continent. Fuck, you only live once. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm mad enough to put my hands up and say I made a mistake. You know what I mean? If anyone could take anything from this podcast, it's a, just be mad enough to take a risk. Be an entrepreneur, you know? It's kind of like an entrepreneur, but just a guy with a small dick. Be one of those and just put it out in the line. Just say, hey, I'm taking a, taking a swing, and if I'm right, I'm right, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Fuck it, there you go. Africa's the biggest continent in the world. Suck my dick. Anyway, I didn't know much about it last week, and then I started watching this show on the BBC, Serengeti. Um, that's not a girl's name. Sarah and Getty could be somebody that maybe it sounds like someone you wouldn't go to school with because you know it just doesn't sound, it sounds like a bit of an exotic name, but it sounds like someone you might meet at university. Sarah and Getty, you know. So um, I think that the the show kind of is one of those shows that just popped out of nowhere, you know, into my um, life, and I ended up watching it. It was a show. It's on BBC One. It's not like a. It's not like a like a not like a day. That's the worst Edinburgh. Not, not like, not like a, not like a David Edinburgh show. That's bad. Um, maybe I'll try Morgan Freeman instead. No, that's bad as well. Bad impressions today. But basically, Serengeti is like the maiden Chelsea of wildlife shows. How is it like the maiden Chelsea? Because they've got given the animals names. They've dramatized the scenario. How can you make wild animals dramatize? You can't. You know. But what it is. It's an emotional roller coaster. You're learning about all the wild African animals. You're learning about spotted hyenas, striped hyenas. You're learning about buffalo, black mambo, snakes. You're learning about pythons. You're learning about um, monkeys, baboons. You're learning about it's like it's like the Lion King. You got those lions. You got those zebras. You got those giraffes. You've got the 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 elephants, the, the hippopotamuses, the Nile alligators. Do you know what I mean? Weird that they're called Nile because I thought that was an Irish name, but fair play if that's what they want to be called, you know, call them what they want. It's a free world. But I'm just saying that it was an emotional roller coaster that I didn't expect. Now, as you all know, um, if you're long term listeners of the podcast, you know that I get emotional when I watch animal shows. You know, if you're new, first time listeners, guess what? Newsflash, you get emotional whenever I watch animals. Um, if you know before, when I watched The Secret Life of the Zoo and I found out about uh, Jung, the sick red panda, you know, I. Uh, I found out that Jung basically 
he got sick, they didn't know what it was, and and he sadly passed away. He left behind his wife, you know, and that made me really sad that, you know, the family's been broken up and they've got kids. And so I had the email Chester Zoo. They replied to tell me that um, Jung's wife was doing okay. She was coping without him because, again, I was just stressing out. I was like, oh, my God, if he's gone, her partner's gone, she's going to be upset herself. You know, that'll help to deteriorate her health. And she's going to leave these children with no parents are going to be orphaned they're going to be turning up with little empty bowls asking for extra gruel I mean I just don't want that I don't want it but I found out that she was alright thank god for that but anyway we're watching Serengeti we're seeing hyenas now like I don't have a lot of time for hyenas I don't know whether that's because they're just real real butt ugly animals you know are they dogs I don't think so they're like they're not quite dogs they're like canines maybe but they're not dogs you know they're like these kind of scatty they kind of look like athletic ball bags in many respects they've got like stray hairs they're brown you know nobody wants to hang out with them they're just creepy looking creatures but whenever i was watching the show i was sort of like you know what they may be horrible hideous creatures but they they love each other you know they love they love the they love the family they love the family you know and i was watching it going it's great and and then there's one bit where they came head to head with a, a pride of lions, you know, full on Jungle Book style. And by Jungle Book, I mean Lion King, you know, I, I just made a mistake. Again, like I said, if you make a mistake, fuck it, throw it out there and you own it. Sorry, I was wrong. You know, Jungle Book's India, racist. I'm talking about Africa. I'm talking about Africa. 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 I did all the accents, so you can't be at me. Right, so... I was watching that initially, and um, you saw this mother lion. She just went, bam, got that zebra. She was like, no offense, man, uh, no disrespect, but I'm just going to clobber your head here with my big paw. It's going to bite your neck. I'm just going to eat you. Look, no disrespect, no harm, but, you know, mommy's got to feed the babies. Like, you know, so that was fair. She killed the zebra, circle of life, you know, and then out of nowhere, these hyenas come in, and they just start, like, like circling the lion, I'm like, oh no, they're gonna kill her. Her kids are there. No, don't kill her. Don't fucking. Luckily, the lion went, look, too many of you freaky, ugly, ball bag creatures. I'm just gonna leave you to it. You eat the zebra. There you go. Consider it a gift. My bad. We'll starve. Rather be starving than dead. You know, it's a motto I do live my life by. Loads hard sometimes. And that happened. I thought, oh my god, you fucking hyena bastards. You know, but then later, the shoes and the other foot. There was another set of lions, another pride of lions, but these were the, the blacked, maned lions. These are big, scary, vicious lions, and they were just coming for a little injured baby hyena, and I was like, lion guys, you're not going to get a lot of meat off these guys. They're like little run up, little ball bags, you know, especially don't go for the baby one, because the baby one's just so weird. Don't do it. And then I was like, I, don't know, I do hate hyenas a bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for this because I just love babies. You know, just, you got to protect the vulnerable. It's my thing, you know. Like, don't do it. And then the big lion was coming just to eat this way. And then the mum, the mum hyena, just lay down, ran in front and lay down in front of her child. And the lion killed her. Didn't even eat her, which was kind of, you know, hard to deal with because, I mean... Why did he kill her? Just for the crack, you know? Or, you know, you think Circle of Life, you eat them. You know, I start singing Lion King. From the day we arrive 
on the planet and blinking step into the sun there's more to see there so like michael jackson then can never be seen there's more to do than never been done this much more fine than can ever be found. Jamona, let's go. <laughs> Sun rolling higher in the sapphire sky to get a torch. Well, loosen around on myself. But yeah, just got, just left her dead, sly, mugged off by the lions. You know, and I just thought, you know what? I said, Catherine, turn over. I can't cope with this anymore. And she's like, are you crying? I was like, no. I just can't deal with peril. I don't like turmoil. I don't like it even in dramas where there's too much tension. I don't even like it in Love Island. You know, I don't even like the the peril that comes in Love Island when you know somebody's like, when Michael recoupled with Jordan and just left Amber, I said, like, oh no, this is going to cause so much trouble. Although, although Michael and Amber weren't meant to be, they just fell in with each other because there's nobody else in the villa and that's the nature of the game. It's a game, you know what I mean? I just know it's going to cause so much furore. You know, I got so stressed out, I didn't like it. So, again, I can't cope. I know a lot of you guys are like, hey, um, I thought you weren't watching Love Island. I'm, I'm not. You know, I am working instead. But I just have caught some of it, you know, and then I've been there and I've kind of just got invested. And it's it's like it's like a perilous drug, Love Island. You just get in, you just have to be a, a dick did to it, you know what I mean? And I'm stuck and I'm just in to watching Love Island now, which is... It's terrible, but man, it's just too much peril, you know, too much peril in the world. I'm freaking out. I don't know um, what to do anymore. But hey, guys, I don't even know if I've mentioned this. Feel like I haven't. Um, but hey, I just want to give a shout out to my Patreons. I have a Patreon set up now, guys. I want to make this podcast beast. I want to make. I want to learn to speak normal words. What the? What? I mean, I want. I want to make this podcast beast because I'm a dead thing and I'm flying. I'm shut up. You know, just, what am I, uh, I want to make this podcast good, there you go, I want to make it video, I want to make it crisp audio, and I want to just give you a wee bit more, you know what I mean, so get on the Patreon if I can build that up, I've got three Patreons right now, my boys, my squad, they're the three, the, the best trio of guys since... No mercy. Where do you go, my lovely? Ding, 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 ding. Where do you go? I want to know. Those guys, yeah, they, they are the best trio, if not the better trio since them. You know what I mean? Because they are trying to make that happen. So, guys, please get on to the Patreon. It's Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast on Patreon. It's on a link on my social media. It isn't as I speak, but I'm sort of thinking I should just probably actually put that on there so people you know you know what i'm saying it makes sense so yeah i'll be doing that um, and also shout out i'm not going to take too long with this shit but um everyone who's really reviewed the podcast it, it's great it means the world to me i'm on 96 reviews i want to get the 100 if i can get the 100 um i'll do something really exciting you know f- entirely made up right now i have nothing planned but hey if you can be the 100th uh reviewer you know i'll get, get you a prize I'll you know, get you a bit of merch. I'm looking to develop some merch for the Patreon too. Huh? So I need more than the, the three musketeers. I need a D'Artagnan to join the boys. Do you know what I mean? So um, that would be much appreciated as well. Um, because, I mean, 
things are going nicely. You know the other podcast I'm doing, the old Boy Town, it's good doing well as well. I had uh, Colin Geddes on hosting it with me this week because Shane is away on his uh, holidays. You know, so it was nice to get Colin on board. Um, I actually jumped on his General Banter podcast as well this week, which is the first time I've done that. And you know, I feel like it, that was a really fun experience. You know, it, it's. It's good fun hanging out with Colin, you know, and to be totally honest, we don't do enough um, because, you know, it's just hard to get to get time to do things, you know what I mean? It's like, I find at the minute, if I'm out and about, it needs to be, like, gone on the day, so if I could just go out and watch stand-up and hang about with the guys because I've got to look after that kid and stuff, I've got my other responsibilities, it's lame, you know, so it was nice to just um, hang out with Colin, have a bit of crack, his podcast I thought was great fun to do, really enjoyed it. Um, and then we did Boytown straight after, to be totally honest. Did we maybe drink 17 cups of coffee and were we on a major come down by the time Boytown hit? Yes, but guess what? That's life. Do you know what I mean? That's what happens. And, um, you know, I've been getting a lot of positive feedback from it. So thanks for anyone that listened to that and thought it was good. I personally was like, what is this shit that I'm talking? You know, what? It, but, I mean, it's kind of much like what this podcast is. But um, next week... I have uh, Kieran Bartlett coming on the Boytown. So if you're listening to this on Monday, get some questions in for myself and Kieran. It's going to be, I think, I think it's going to be a very good time. The worst Trump. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a fantastic episode. I really do. I do think it's going to be one of the best. Everything's going to be brilliant. Kieran is a very uh, interesting guy. He's a very funny guy. He's a good friend of mine, um, who I feel that I've I've got real close with. You know, in the last. But I mean, that's a year or so, one of my favourite guys to just hang about with, do comedy with. So I feel like we'll have a real good chat. I think it'll be a nice listen, you know what I mean? And it's interesting too because my my plan down the line is to maybe get the odd guest on the podcast. Because it is a weird podcast, it'll help if they are odd. Um, so yes, it'll be good practice to sort of maybe be chatting to people that are not, are not Shane. You know, because obviously we just have this really weird um, energy that we can just, you know, it's effectively, it's, it's kind of like what... You know, your your so you and your soulmate have it's just this weird connection. We don't need words. We just sometimes need looks and motions and and, and touch and sense to know what's going on. So it's different to be outside that dynamic and have somebody different on. You know, but I think Karen will be will be really good. I think he's going to be great on the podcast. I'm looking forward to uh, to having him. Mm. So if you listen to this on Monday, definitely get the questions in. For ourselves, and speaking of questions, let me see. Um, the podcast is is going to be probably quite short this week, so you know, just blast into listeners' questions because I feel like I'm getting a come down off this coffee. You know, I feel like I feel like there's there's all kind of pro- problems, <laughs> you know, in my, in my life, and I feel like you know I need to just come down from this coffee. I need to sort of my diet as well. I'm a big fat pig at the minute. I mean, you know. I've been struggling with things of late in terms of training. In that, I've just been not doing it. I've been flat out busy. I've got used to the Catherine's new working routine. So, in order to try and just pull my finger, which have been quite deep, and to be fair, I've I've been enjoying it in in my in my anus in terms of being lazy. I've I've not been, you know, it's not been a tough thing. You know, I've just been busy, but. I need to get back in the gym. I need to lose some of this body fat. I need to get back on that heavyweight cut and get that weight off. So I just joined the gym like. I know I've got my wee home gym that I'm looking to work out in whenever I can't get to the gym, but I just joined 
a gym so I can go with my friend Connor. You know, I can just go, we can work out together. It's a bit social, but also it's working out. You know, it helps. I can go with my wife to the gym. We can start training with each other. You know what I mean? Now she's back on the slimming world. It's uh, It means there's no escape from me. You know, it means if, if there's no sweet food that I can just eat in the house. You know, because she's got all this flipping health stuff. And, you know, fair play to her for doing that. But that's not fun, you know. So I need to get on diet myself. I need to follow her lead. And I need to just, you know, take back my future. You know, and try to just get this fat off me, you know. I definitely feel as fat as I've been at the minute. So I'm looking to to ship that off. And hopefully by next week's podcast, they'll be coming at you from a better physical and mental place. You know, hopefully that I've got a week of training under me, my muscle memory will strike, I'll be back to being an absolute jack guy again. Hopefully the love handles will be on their way out. But um, yeah, I'm feeling good about that again, and it's a proper commitment. So again, guys, keep asking me about it, keep asking the fitness questions, being like, hey man, you've been fucking quiet now, have cut? The fuck are you? I'll put my hands up and be sorry guys, but I'm getting back to it, you know. You saw me on that heavyweight cut with that rolling machine back in the day where you just get the weights on. I love that. I've missed it. Like a big Harley Davidson with weights. You know, that's what I'm going to be getting on. I can't wait. Anyway, on to the questions this week. Oshin O'Neill has said, hey, dad. It's weird that he calls me dad, you know, because a lot of people maybe call me Papa Bear, blah, blah. But, I mean, he, he refers to me as if I may be his genuine dad. And if I am your dad, Oshin... You know, I'd be keen to meet you. You know, I'd be keen to to try and, uh, you know, father you a bit. But anyway, hey, Dad. Just wondering, how do you spend the past few nights without the money toad by your side? Um, you know what? I think it's probably been easier than many people would have thought. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people um, thought that with Shane being on holidays, I'd be lost a wee bit. You know, and I'd be like singing, I can't live if living is without you. I can't give. I can't live anymore. That was only the first four days he was away. He's been away now for over a week, and, and I'm, I'm used to it, you know. Um, but I've been spending the last few nights just, you know, socialising with my actual family, you know, with my daughter and my wife, and it's been nice. Do you know, it's been uh, kind of nice to spend the evenings with them. Um, last night was one of my first Thursdays when I just wasn't gigging. I was like, this is weird. But it was nice too. You know, it's just nice to kick back, relax. Obviously, what's the drama unfold in Love Island? Um, as Curtis confronted Amy and Amy confronted Curtis and it was just, oh, I didn't like it. You feel sorry for her. But also you're like, he just doesn't like it. He, he doesn't have that spark. You know, he, he, it's less cruel to do what he did, you know, and later on. But out of all of that, what was the funniest bit was she was like, in the morning, you don't wake up, you don't cuddle me. I don't know why she's Alan Carr. In the morning, you don't wake up, you don't fucking cuddle me. You just fuck off. And then he, and then he's like, uh, she goes, you, just, you don't fucking cuddle me, you just fuck off and make the rest of the house coffee and not cuddle me. And he goes... Yeah, but I like to make sure people are ready for the day. I'd, like Phil Napoleon Dynamite. Like Alan Carr Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I wake up, I want some fucking affection. You don't fucking get... You fuck off and get your coffee for the rest of the... All the other islanders apart from me. He's like, Yes, but I need to make sure they get their coffee. Gotta make sure they're prepared for the morning. Oh. Gotta make sure that they get their caffeine to kickstart their day, idiot. 
How are you supposed to lie in the sun all day if you don't have your caffeine? Gosh. But it's just a whole awkward scenario. You don't like to see people upset, you know, but... As I say, it is what it is. Again, hate that that's a phrase because that was going to be the name of my new show, but I need to call it something else. Um, Chris Henning, hey Dave. My question this week is why do you not read my questions anymore? Hashtag, you have a very sad weirdo here. Um, Imagine Chris is alluding to last week's question. Um, This is the thing, guy, right? I ended up recording the podcast on Sunday, shock horror, and... um, you commented on a story that I put up of a gig, therefore your question got missed, it got lost in the mire, you know, um, am I going to apologise? Not in English, because I mean, I'm not 100% sorry, because it was kind of an accident, but I'm, maybe, I'm, I'm like 72% sorry, so I'll apologise to you in German, es tut mir leid, okay? Um, but the question that uh, I missed, since I'm really dead on, I'll go back and I'll read it, Um Chris said, I'm in the bog and work. Paid poo is the best. But what is the oddest sound you've heard from another cubicle when you've been trying to pinch out a loaf? Or even weird, what's the, the weirdest noise that you've made? Um, well, you know what? For one of these questions, it's actually very simple to come back to. What the weirdest noise ever I heard? It was probably a couple of months ago. I was doing a gig in Pug Uglies. And it was Thursday night and I went in for my pre-gig poo. Because, I mean, I like to settle the nerves you know, by emptying the cologne. You know, I like to I like to settle my nerves by emptying my cologne. You know? I like to I'm just sitting there in my own business and I hear an absolute kerfuffle, just the bang of the door, bang of another door, door closed, door locked, real aggressive like playing with a with a belt buckle and jeans hit the ground, guy hits the toilet, you hear a big and he goes And I was like, alright, guy needs a shit, fair play. And then he starts making these weirder noises. He starts going, mm, fuck. It's an English guy. Oh, fuck. It sounds a bit like Jon Snow. Oh, fuck. And he starts talking to his, his shit. And he starts going, oh, get out of my ass. You fucking bastard, get out of my ass. I was like, what? Is, is this a poo he's doing or is this some sort of inappropriate sexual dalliance? He goes, oh, you fucking... Oh. You fucking shit, get out my ass, you bastard, get out my fucking ass. Get out my ass, you bastard. Get out of Westeros, and I didn't say that. He's just going, my ass. Oh, fucking bastard, get out my ass. And I just sat and was like, what? I actually did get a video recording of it, which I don't have at hand. But I will find that video recording and I will open next week's podcast by playing the voice note of him going... Get out me ass, you busted. Get out me ass. Busted. Like, I've never called a shit anything before. I don't ever talk to my actual poo. Like, it's a thing. And I definitely not instructed it to get out of his arse. But you know what? He was definitely approaching it in a very aggressive fashion. And if I was that shit, I would have remained in his arse. You know, I'd go, nope, don't speak to me. Like, if you go, excuse me, Mr. Poo, would you mind evacuating my boil? I'd said, yep, no problem. Just let me gather my stuff here. See you later. But he's aggressive, he's threatening, and to be fair, the shit must have stood its ground. You know, fair play to it. Um But yeah, sorry about that, Chris. Um, you know, shit happens, bro. You know. David McMaster has said, Hi Papa Bear Extraordinaire, hope you're well. As it's July already, the dread sets in the 2019 is half over. 
I've been looking ahead to all the holidays and events that the calendar still holds. So my question is, how would I go about dressing up as you for Halloween? Oh man, you know, well first and foremost you need to you need to get all be all about that swag life, you know what I mean? Um you need to be a swaggy thatcher like me. You need to be um <laughs> I can't think of anything else with an egg A A G in it. Uh, yeah, swagness for swagnessing. That's who you need to be. Um, you know, swagness, swagnessing. He's either the guy that hosted Mastermind or the world's strongest man. I think Magnus for Magnuson was the world's strongest man, and Magnus Magnuson might have hosted. Who knows? But anyway, you replace Mag with swag. You know, and that's what you do. But also looking at you, kind of look like, you know. A version of me that made right choices. You know, we've got that dark hair, you've got that beard, sexy look, but you also look in shape and healthy and stuff. So, I mean, if you want to look at me, just, you know, let yourself go a wee bit and uh, maybe pack out a shirt, you know, with a wee bit of, obviously a wee, a wee bit of thickness, you know, it's not just full fat, there's thick in there, there's power, you know, behind me too. I'm like Slurrin' this Saviscus, you know, one of the world's strongest men. Um, But no, he's ripped the dick as well, fuck's sake. So, um, that's what I would do. I'd say, Dress up as as me. Go for a black t shirt, jeans, um, pair of Nike trainers, and a Fitbit. Obviously, that's my simple style. Simple, sexy, and flexing. You know what I mean. That's what it's all about. Um, Glenn Lindsay had said thoughts on Wimbledon. Are there any players that are a bit of all right? Um, to be honest, I haven't actually watched Wimbledon yet, but um, I am aware of uh, sexy women. Just. Mm. Make what you want of that. Is it Wimbledon players? Who knows? But I mean, you know, Maria Sharapova and Anna Kornikova, they're all right, are they at Wimbledon? Who knows? They might be there watching, and if they were there, I'd be watching them. Legally or illegally. Whatever. But, um, any players a bit of all right. I tell you, you do like Nick Kyrgios. You know, he's just a bad egg. He just is a bad boy. He likes to cause a bit of a scene. He's obnoxious. He's entertaining. He's great. You know, so enjoyed watching him just mugging off Nadal a bit. Um, but as as of yet, I've not really got in to in the Wimbledon yet. But will I? Probably not because there's other stuff to do, like, you know, cut the grass and, uh, you know, get, give yourself indigestion, which is probably more fun than watching Wimbledon. Andy McCormick has said ingrown toenails. Um... I'm going to take that he means that as a topic rather than a question because he didn't put a question mark on it. But, I mean, topic of ingrown toenails, I feel like that is something that's, that's not a sweet thing to happen to you. You know what I mean? I feel like if you have that, Andy, obviously, you know, I feel for you because you are effectively my my Black Mirror twin. You know, Andy's guy was uh, working on the short film, The Suit, that I was on a few weeks ago and he was, without a doubt, the best-looking guy I've ever seen in the flesh, you know, other than myself, because I can't really, I've never actually seen what I actually look like, I've only ever seen, you know, reflections of myself, which is me in the reverse, or photographs of me, which isn't the actual me, which is actually mental when you think about it, isn't it, you've never actually seen your real self, whoa, mind blown, is this a conspiracy podcast, nah, but it could be, you know, but ingrown toenails, not very nice, pretty nasty, probably need to soften up the toes a wee bit if you've got that, soften up those nails in water, and then just, you know, just cut those babies out. You know, my toenails are very much like what you'd imagine 
um, some kind of troll that lives under a bridge would have. My toenails are pointed, they're thick. You know, I reckon I could cut someone's throat. You know, in fact, I reckon I could cut someone's femoral artery with this. You know, I reckon if I just swung, like one of those, you know, the bottle top challenges. If I did one of the bottle top challenges with my big toenail, just swung it right across someone's inner thigh, bam, femoral artery would just pop, and you all would bleed to death. So, cheers to the the topic, Andy. But just out of that, yeah, if you've an ingrown toenail, go get it seen to. Go to a chiropodist. You know, which is how the Russians say, chiropodist. Get that looked after. Get it sorted. But do hope for the best for you. And lovely to hear from you, Andy. Chris Barr. Hey, Dave. Hope you're well. Here's this week's weird story. Um, oh, no. Looks like it's a pretty serious one this week. Again, the Daily Star. You know, Chris is always always about those titties. Like, he's always looking to see tits. So that's why he's getting from the Daily Star. Fair play to him. At least he likes what he likes. And, I mean, there are worse things to look at than boobies. Um such as hyenas who look like scrotums with four legs. Um, Bishop plans to spray holy water from a helicopter to exorcise the evil from his city. Fair play to you, mate. Roman Catholic Bishop, Bishop Monsignor Ruben Dario Jaramillo Montoya despairs of the endemic violence in the Colombian port city of Bonaventura. It's a great name of city, to be fair. Where prayer and policing have failed, he believes the holy water will triumph. The Monsignor plans to borrow a Colombian Navy helicopter and spray water that's been blessed by a priest across the city on the Fiesta de San Buenaventura, which is a holy day of the city's patron saint. There have been 51 murders in the city this year, many of them connected to the drugs trade in Colombia. And the recent of a young child has proven to be the last straw for the bishop. Oh, I don't like this. Ten-year-old Diana Tatiana Rodriguez was found apparently tortured to death in the city's San Francisco area. Her uncle has since been arrested for the crime. Why? The Monsignor released a statement to the press saying, In Bonaventura, we have to get rid of the devil. To see... You know what? I'm going to read this like Liam Neeson because this sounds like something Liam Neeson would say. In Bonaventura, we have to get rid of the devil to see if we can return to the tranquility that the city has lost with so many crimes, acts of corruption... And so much evil and drug trafficking. It will be great public demonstration for the entire community where we will pour holy water to see if so many bad things end and the devil goes out of here. But he believes in chemtrails, poisonous chemicals that are sprayed from airliner, airliners as they pass overhead. Um, and he believes if he can do this, with a helicopter, you know what? It's really weird, and I think the Monsignor's probably not going to save many people with what he's doing, but I respect that he's trying to do it, you know what I mean? Um, if I could spray, you know, probably wouldn't be wouldn't be holy water I'd want to spray out of um, out of a helicopter in some parts of, the, of this country, you know, it would probably be something more noxious that would probably knock out a lot of people or remove them, you know, just, just dangerous gases, polonium or whatever, you know, but... Fair play to him for trying to do that. Chris's question is, what I want to know is what's your least favourite town or city in Northern Ireland? Um, can't really say there that because the only place that springs to mind is the place that I cover and it rhymes with Pisburn and there's a shop there called That's Us Now. That's the real uh, final nail in the coffin, in my opinion, of my least favourite place. Mainly because I have to travel there every fucking day from Bangor, which takes me forever. Um, but if I pick another place, um, I'm going to say Enniskillen, you know, because... I don't like it. Um, I've had some beef with it before. Anytime I've ever done a gig in Enniskillen, it's fully sucked. So, yeah, I'm going to say Lisburn and Enniskillen are my least 
favorite places there um you know so take a take a bit of that what what it, it is you know um let me see um yeah and, and someone had messaged me on instagram basically saying that i slagged lurgan off a lot didn't you know don't have really any issue with lurgan on like uh probably 95 percent of local comedians but i mean you know if i go lurgan it mugs me off i'll smash it you know i will, I will smash it and destroy it um my friend richard sherwood said have you listened to barry Locke's new single yet um I, I was going to say no to that when I first looked at it, but then I realised this new single is a single that I've heard. Um, it's called One Will Make The Jump. I think One Will Make The Jump. I think, yeah, it's a good tune. You know, Barry Locke's a great singer-songwriter from Bangor. He's over in London doing his thing right now. So if you you want to check him out on Spotify, Barry Locke, spelled like Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, spelled like Locke, like you put a key into, but then you've popped the wee E on the end, so it's like Barry Lockie, but you don't pronounce E because it's silent. He's a great guy, fantastic singer. Check Barry out. And uh, good to hear from you, Richard, too. A lovely phone call with you as well today. It was really nice catching up. Um, Jody Short has said, my mate's YouTube homepage is full of ASMR videos. Is he a sociopath or just a fully weird guy? Um, sociopath? I don't know. Phil Sex Pervert? Yes. See if you're one of these guys that like ASMR. I don't like you, you know, because as, as you know, I'm a guy who suffers from misophonia. You know, if I hear like eating noises or like any kind of fucking body noises, it makes me sick. See, recording this podcast with a set of headphones on makes me want to rip my own throat out and shove it up my arse. You know, it's not a nice experience like hearing my... But see if you actually listen to that and you're listening to people whispering and you're into all this kind of shit kind of person like this noise here don't do it yeah don't i don't think he's a sociopath i think he's like the the opposite of a sociopath in that you know sociopaths may do things like be kind of like murder people effectively is what i'm thinking is he a murderer no he's the opposite he's somebody that likes to be he likes to be dominated. You know, I'd imagine he likes the, a wooden paddle, which has been coated in leather and, and, and bound to be rattled off his bare hoop. I'd imagine he likes that. Please, Jody, tell me your friend's name so I can give him a call out next week as being a full S&M, ASMR, sex pervert, weird guy. You know, I'll do that. Not a problem. Uh, Phil McCambly has said, um, has just made a statement, and I love it. Well, that's Beijing ruled out this summer, and he sent me a story. Now, um, as you all know, China is a weird place. They do a lot of weird things out there. And what? let's see what's been going on in Beijing this week. Um, and Chinese city to clamp down on Beijing bikinis in hot weather. Each summer, men across the country roll their T-shirts up above their stomachs to help stay cool in sweltering temperatures. Well, luckily, JLS have broken up because those guys would not be welcome in Beijing because they never have their abs away, you know. And if they're awake, their abs are out, those JLS chancers. Chinese men have been banned from sporting the so-called Beijing bikinis after they were deemed uncivilized by authorities in the city of Jinan. Each summer, men across China roll their t-shirts up above their stomachs as cities swelter in the heat. The cooling method said to be based on the theory of traditional Chinese medicine, where exposing one's midriff helps air out the warm chi energy around their organs. But authorities in, in Jinan, the city of around 8.7 million people in the Shandong province, have ordered people to, to do it. They've just gone, stop it. Stop it. 
you're looking like a wee dick, you know. But I mean, I personally wouldn't be having that, you know. I'd say, you know, this podcast all about about weird things, but it's also about you know, like showing people what you're about. And if you're out there a stringer, you're gonna have the nips out anyway. You know, what I mean, you're gonna have those pierced nips out. And if you want to show people fully what you're about in that heat, you lift up that t-shirt and you show that navel. You know, you show that navel, you'd be like, hey, I'm in the armed forces. I'm in the Navy by flashing that navel. And ideally, what you're going to do is complete that holy trinity, both nipples pierced, belly button pierced, interlink it with a chain. you got to let that out. you got to let people see what you're about. Show them the real you. Man, Phil, go to Beijing and get your top up. Just be you, man. You know, I support you in whatever you do, as long as it's legal and not creepy, kind of like Jody's mate who's into, like, the weird S&M stuff, and probably, I think he likes to put, you know, as we subby bottles, like beer Dior, he likes to put them up his bum without taking the lid off it. That's fucked up, and that's a And Tristan Glenn said, Hey, Papa Sex Machine, many pa- how many pint glasses do you have from bars and pubs? You know what? I used to have loads. You know, I used to have a few, like, back in the day. I just collect them, thought it was a cool thing to do. Nowadays... That I'm married, I've had a wedding list to go through, I've got my glasses, I'm not allowed anymore, tacky glasses. Um, so the only pub glass that I have is one I was given from Pug Uglies, it says Pug Uglies on it, you know, because I love Pug Uglies, I love everything about it, I love the comedy club and I just love the glasses, they're very sexy. Um, and quite fittingly, the last question of the week goes to uh, my, Ita- my Italian friend. Nathan Concilia. Yo, Davy Dave. Hope all is well, my man. This week, why don't you go ahead and hit me with your top three wrestlers of all time? Um, okay, it's, it's relatively tough and also easy. You know, I, I could just off the bat say my favorite three wrestlers are Edge, Ric Flair, and Kurt Angle because that's just they are my three favorite. You know, I like other guys as well, but they're my three favorites. So, I mean. That was going to be a deep question I was going to, you know, really get into, but it's just, that's it, those three. Edge, Ric Flair, Kurt Angle. And anyone doesn't like wrestling is going, thank God he's not, you know, elaborated that. But I'm enjoying Matt Hardy these days. Don't really watch wrestling anymore, but I like following his social media. And always have a lot of time for John Cena because of his charity work. You know, that's important. Not when you're an old dad guy. Um, but guys, that's the end of this week's podcast. You know, if we're finishing off, we're talking about charity work, get on the Patreon, become a patron of me. You know, the patron saint, you can become patron saints of, of, of weird. You know, that might be the ultimate next tier, the patron saints of weird, which you just, I don't know what you're going to do. I might actually just come and do chores in your house for you. You know, that could be the next level up. But, um, yep, thanks very much. Rate and review the podcast. Get on Black Box. In fact, really get on Black Box website and buy tickets to my dad's show before they sell out. I don't want there to be people messaging me being like, oh, can I get tickets at the door? No, because they're sold out, guy. You know, don't be, just get them now. You've got cash, they're only eight quid. Just go on blackbox.com, put your details in. Man, do yourself a favour. You know what? And also, be safe um, if you're out and about over this time of year. You know, say you're going to a fire or you're trying to avoid a fire, just avoid trouble. You know, try and keep yourself uh, safe. And if you're going to be out, you know, make sure you behave and make sure you have a good time. See you next week. Yeah.